0: Welcome back to butting heads i'm adam and I'm, as always i'm with chris and today we're going to be discussing the gates of hell opening up in the gulf of mexico and we're going to get a little patriotic for this fourth of july but first and by telling how good creation of america and why it was so unique and actually kind of really awesome for the time being for the time period uh, so Chris, how about we start off with the Gulf of Mexico? Uh, yes. So the pipeline that was like owned by uh, PEM or Permex, it was a nationalized is a nationalized, own, is a nationalized uh, g- company from Mexico, uh, had uh, defection and uh, bunch of oil ended up releasing and then catching fire. Uh, how like what what was like your reaction when you first saw?
1: Yeah, so I think the picture um, symbolizes the energy and oil industry as a whole. And I think, obviously, the whole world's not going to end just because of one oil spill that caught on fire, although it's really crazy looking. But I just think in totality, like, what is the cost of our Earth and the planet to make sure that we have cars and planes and and materials and things. So it's just, I think we do need to start weighing the cost of, of still consuming um, carbon and society really needs to get to work on new ways to consume energy because it's really unsustainable right now. So I think the picture in and of itself is really symbolic.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, I, I I really do agree. Um, I think like in terms of like what the actual event is, I think it's completely like overhyped. But like in terms of like the broader picture, it, it is one of those like perfect symbols of what like our overreliance on like uh, carbon uh, and or natural gas and like fossil fuels really is for this environment, like on like the environment and also just on humanity as a whole where it's like yes water it it brings me back to um back uh when rivers in the united states used to catch on fire like a lot due to like all the dumping and whatnot uh there was like this one major river i think in chicago that caught a fire and that like ended up killing like a bunch of people because of all the dumping and all the pollution and all like the gases just in that like river and how that, like, event kind of really helped spur, like, new waves of, like, uh, pollution regulations and really helped burn into, like, the mind of the people you can't just start dumping, like, willy-nilly. And so this should be, like, it would be nice if this, this is, like, while I think this is nowhere near, like, to the scale of that event, it should be, like, a kick in the pants of, like, yes, we are catching the ocean on fire, or we can catch the ocean on fire. Like, yeah. We should not do this. We should be trying to make sure this doesn't happen again.
1: And I think, too, that brings up another point, because, as you say, this, this wasn't a private company like BP Oil mm-hmm. like it was um, a few years back now when they had their huge oil spill. This was a, a nationalized government... at at least a large percentage, if not the whole thing, I'm not exactly sure the shareholder situation on this company, but um, the Mexican government does have a huge stake. And so it does show like, and so you're right that this doesn't necessarily um, implicate capitalism. But I also think too that capitalism won't solve these issues i think that's just something a lot of people have been saying when you see something like this even though it was a nationalized company you just start to realize that the issues that we're having here these are negative externalities this is when a a company does a transaction when you fill up your car with gas there's a third party who's sustaining a cost and and in this case it's just sort of the planet as a whole we're all incurring a cost that's not being factored in when the exchange happens between the consumer and the producer so that's just your textbook definition of a negative externality and there is a negative externality here and capitalism doesn't account for that so therefore the only solution to this is with government and so that's what I think when you hear a lot of anti-capitalism sentiment from this, that's where I think it's coming from.
0: So, I like, I agree that, like, capitalism isn't the issue, but I also think that, like, or isn't the solution, but I also don't think that, like, abolishing capitalism is specifically the solution either and that's kind of like my issue with the anti-cap i feel like it just misses the point where like this just because markets exist before capitalism and they will exist after capitalism um a lot of times like the behavior like like our need and our like dependence on fossil fuels is there is a market element to it um we don't necessarily like in some cases we don't have a choice And um, what fossil fuels we consume, a lot of people use it for like housing still in like the Midwest and like even in certain areas on the East Coast. And that's fine. Um, But like it's all, but then there's also just uh, certain people who have cars where they probably shouldn't have cars, who like live in areas where there are very vibrant like public transportation systems uh, and have a car for the luxury. In a way like that's like one reason why like in europe uh where uh cars are not as big as like in the american culture like there's a lot of like luxury taxes like associated with it like i agree um, that like the government needs to be like involved in this but like i also don't think that like this exists that this um exists within like just within capitalism right like the soviet union also had a terrible track record with um climate policies and actually the collapse of the climate soviet union led to like a huge like decrease in like global carbon emissions like which
1: yeah um also like even climate change theory didn't really come out until like the 80s if i'm correct on that Uh,
0: it's actually you can find stuff all the way back in 1912
1: Okay, you know what? You're actually right, and you know what? I think they've even said it before 1912. Now that you're mentioning that, yeah, like there's um, always but like yeah. a
0: consensus of like because like it's, it's all about like a system, right? Like, um, but
1: did they have the data that they have that shows like, and did they have the theory about the ozone layer?
0: Data, they there was definitely like always like a link between like emissions from like steam engines and whatnot and like some changing like levels and like or like some concern uh because again right like if it, this is being published in a scientific journal or this is being talked about among like science that, that there is going to be some link some data set that they're going to be referring to otherwise it wouldn't really be accepted right that's kind of how science works yeah but, like every theory has data behind it it can be disproven but like that theory in particular has been getting more and more solidified as the years have gone by.
1: Oh uh, and okay, yeah. So maybe the answer, maybe the answer isn't to um have government run oil companies. Although I think just separately from you know just separately from this, I do think that um a country should i think it's okay to have nationalized oil oh, and too. to have the oil that's owned by the oil that's in the ground of the country should belong to the people and the profits of that shouldn't be able to go to like a few yeah. private people who own a company
0: i i agree with that i don't think i like i don't want this to be like just because i think like this current like certain event can happen outside of like because like obviously there there have been like as I mentioned before there was the bp oil crisis that was much yeah. worse than this in like the gulf uh there's of course like uh like i'm not against the idea of like nationalizing energy or like nationalizing oil because there's a huge public need for it so i think there are very good arguments for nationalizing these industries yeah and switzerland like and there's even like countries in europe that have done it I, it think it's norway, yeah, norway 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 has yeah. nationalized oil yeah they even have like nationalized their forest industry as well
1: yeah I, w- I was looking in um you know saudi arabia obviously it's it's owned by really the monarchy yeah, though like
0: that they have their systems nationalized
1: <laughs> yes and so that's an example of nationalized oil that doesn't work because the money i don't think really goes to funding um things for the people of the country
0: like it does but like it also doesn't right like and
1: right and also uh, u.s shareholders um there's a lot of united states stake in saudi aramco as well Mm -hmm. so it's half owned i shouldn't say half but there's a large portion that is owned by you know the united states They are entitled to a good portion of the profits, which
0: Yeah. I mean it's clearly corruption
1: on both ends.
0: Well like there's also like a lot of like there was also like a lot of like US investment in like creating like the like oil pipelines and oil refineries in Saudi Arabia around that time. That's really where like a lot of like the stock originates from. Like just to give like the background not like just just to give like the background information of like where it's not like they random like investors randomly like bought up like a huge share of like Saudi air. It's there was a lot of investment initial investment when they were like first getting it off the ground,
1: which was in like the nineteen twenties. 1920- and, then, and like, it like, is like a like hundred years later.
0: And then like even like within like nineteen forty, like uh, post World War Two as well. Like uh there were huge uh towns being made up in like uh Saudi Arabia, like for like uh engineers and whatnot. For the pipelines
1: well and and of course the big problem with saudi aramco being owned by americans is that it dictates our foreign policy it dictates it seems to have an effect on on how america runs its foreign policy because it's very saudi arabia based um we give them like subsidies and so yeah um
0: yeah and that I, I think that just like also goes back like to go back to like the market it's just how just talks about that shows just how powerful oil is for like our day-to-day lives and unfortunately mm-hmm. like saudi arabia does have like huge sway or larger sway than like and then like a, than a nation of that size and like power should but like unfortunately because they do have the oil and are like the head of opec mm-hmm. like We've yeah. seen what happens when we fuck, when, when we messed with them in the past. The 1978 oil crisis is famously attributed to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and that's just yet another reason why America needs to figure out and needs to put more resources, resources into figuring out ways to not be energy. reliant. Yeah, and, like, yeah.
0: here's, like, one thing. Saudi Arabia is already doing this. They're trying to figure out how to export solar energy and, like,
1: but the thing is you cannot save it's very difficult to store energy yep and, and so like our battery, that like is a scientific at, challenge we, we
0: suck at batteries like our batteries, and batteries
1: like then you the end up having lowest. to use a bunch of lithium yep and yeah
0: like i forget like i remember like when i was like younger i think i saw like um it was either neil degrasse tyson or bill Nye you said like anyone who can like solve our battery problem is going to be the richest man in the world in no time flat like
1: for sure and and that's the big
0: yeah and it's like one of those things that has just been like no matter how much time how much money how much investment has been going through like there just has not been a breakthrough
1: um yeah because because there's always and that's why solar energy um and that's why we're not there yet because you can only get solar energy when the sun is out. out. And it
0: doesn't like, and like in order for it to like store so much that like you need to like for our like electrical consumption, you need more. Uh, It should also be like noted too, that like I, I feel like a lot of times when we do talk about like, like whenever like we talk about like alternative, like we never talk about like the reality of like where we are, I realize like maybe like our demand like why like why do we have like so much demand for like coal why do we have so much demand for like solar like or, or like for um just power in general like I, I feel like while I think like this is like a a societal issue there can definitely be like times there should like um of like individual solutions that we can all probably choose in our like, day-to-day lives like lower like our electrical draw to lower like the need that can have um like a huge effect like instead of like waiting for like a a miracle government to come along or like some miracle for like climate change to be solved like we can do our a small part and hopefully our collective small parts can have an impact
1: you're right. You're right, and like, I think in, we need a change in mindset of people.
0: Yeah, like and like in very liberal areas that are the most populated, we can have massive changes. And like I'm thinking back, like a lot of times, like um, my parents were like anti-climate change for like the longest time because like you know the like early two thousands area era. I'm thinking about right. That's mm-hmm. uh, so a like hotly contested issue back then. In Al Gore. Days, like and so it's um and what they would say they would always hate al gore for having three houses for always taking private chats they would always hate all celebrities for having like for like having their private chats and whatnot they're like if they truly believe in this like thing then they should be taking steps in their own lives to do it and to an extent i i agree um for like those privileged people absolutely um for i think like someone of like i'm not i don't consider myself that privileged but like there are definitely things in my life that i can do i leave lights on when i shouldn't i can shut them off um i can take time off the internet for a little bit after i listen to an episode of butting heads um and like i can watch tv less i can read more right um (laughs) i can read from like i can go for walks i can uh, walk to like a an area that's like closer to me instead of taking my car there like There's a lot of small choices that I can do, and that, like, I'm sure everyone can do in their lives if they just started thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally correct. And I think, um, when you live, when you live that way and it's in your mindset and everything you do, then, um, then people will be able to expect more from the people that they vote for Mm -hmm. and and if society has that shift i do think with that would come a shift in how we're governed as well
0: it's people power
1: and and dude another thing too real quick before we move on to the next topic um i think there is this tinge of conservative people who are really care about the environment And um, people who grow up on farms and in the woods and in rural areas Mm -hmm. that I think they can really appreciate nature in a certain way that a lot of people from um, cities and suburbs and urban areas might not be able to appreciate in the the same way. And I think we can sort of access that side of them. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I think there are a lot of people on the right who, even though they have maybe been brainwashed by a lot of the anti-climate change stuff, that deep down there are certain values that they have right. that we can sort of use.
0: And like, I think there absolutely is like that hypocrisy that like always seems to like be very prevalent and like anti-climate change, like whenever like you bring, like it's always like attacking the, the actors, right? Of like, these actors aren't living, like, why should I change my life when they're not willing to change theirs? that's true yeah that's true if you're gonna ask someone to do it you gotta be like napoleon and you gotta lead the charge
1: yeah for sure for sure um for the sake of time because i know you had to go um you want we should probably just switch to our second topic
0: yeah i think like we pretty much talked about everything that we could
1: um so yeah so fourth of july it's today um, for a peek behind the curtain. Today, so happy Independence Day. And 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 we did want to talk about this because I think there isn't we both I think agree there's an issue on the left where um there's a rejection of patriotism. And so yeah, Adam, I, I'm just actually going to kick this off to you um the 4th of July and just tell us sort of um what you've been thinking about.
0: Yeah, so I think, like, what a lot of people, like, it's easy to, like, always get caught up in, like, anti-American or, like, to just, I feel like the anti-American sentiment, while, like, I think, like, there are definitely justifications for it, um, especially in response to, like, American exceptionalism, gets, like, lost along the way of just kind of, like, what, like, made America stand out and, like, what made America kind of, like, really cool like back when it was first started. Uh, so for instance, right? It's the first secular state in the nation or like in the world. The United States was not created for like a di- for a monarchy that was ordained by God. It was founded by people of this planet who wanted individ- who wanted certain rights that are inalienable to them we can bring up the hypocrisy of how su- how like a good portion of them were slave o- holders it's a good thing that mm-hmm. they didn't justify slavery in the constitution though that was a hotly debated issue and unfortunately due to the economy of a state like virginia slavery could not have been axed because there was no because virginia was needed um and even like, we cannot even talk about like George Washington of how like he freed all of his slaves after he died. Personally, I think he would've been cooler if he waited, uh, if he didn't wait till he died to free them. But they were like, there were like small steps that they took and like how they believed in slavery. Um, alternatively, that we also have the freest back then like the creation of the state, United States was the creation of our bill of rights. That included stuff like not uh, uh, the freedom of speech, freedom from religion, freedom of the press. That's just Amendment Number One. Um, it created uh, the no court
1: right. Act. The trial you they they can't just hold you in prison without a court, court date, date, and, and like, you have to. You're entitled to fair a fair trial from jury of your peers, And
0: no excessive bail, and no double jeopardy too.
1: And dude, my favorite, my favorite, um, um, Bill of Rights, I I think is the Ninth Amendment, which says that just because we didn't write all your rights down in this Bill of Rights, mm. doesn't mean that there aren't rights beyond what we've written here.
0: Yeah. Like and like, it's, the thing about yeah. like the Bill of Rights is that like these things were amendments, right? These were kind of, like, afterthoughts to the Constitution. Like, I don't know how, like, if this was, like, made to be, like, to show that the Constitution could be changed or if these were just literal, like, afterthoughts. Because, like, you have the – because, like, the point of an amendment is to, like, change a pre existing document, right? They had the Constitution, and then they added the Bill of Rights.
1: Yeah, because the Constitution didn't have it fully written out it, it yeah it's just i think a matter of they just didn't publish everything at once yes, but and like, uh I,
0: like i just i the implication of that is just like incredible because it does show that like the constitution is not set in stone and it can be changed
1: yeah yeah and there's is, in like, the constitution outlines that if yeah. you know you have i think a two-thirds need, in both like, houses there are
0: several ways you can go through like you need like the house an overwhelming amount in the house mm-hmm or you can go by each state and if each, if you have a popular vote in each state and like an overwhelming percent of the populations in each state favor a certain amendment, you can add that amendment on.
1: And I just wonder how many people on the left really truly appreciate this, that, that these guys came together and, and slowly created a government that is allowing me and Adam here today <laughs> to sit here and criticize it and sit here and come up with changes mm-hmm. and i think people reject too often that america is a great country like, just like kind of what you said
0: yeah and like we don't feel like again we can say whatever we want i don't have to be afraid i like again even like
1: And you're not saying they have great foreign policy
0: well, i'm not saying they're perfect like
1: yeah it's... exactly like like the the saying a country is great is beyond
0: like condo- the like, yeah.
1: political foreign policy of it or you like, know even
0: like, yeah or even like domestic or any policy or like, yeah, yeah no it's like i like the ideas i love like i want america to be more like the ideals like the american ideals and the ideals of the enlightenment i love like honestly like, absolutely I, I hate when people use like liberals as a, as a slur because it's like hell yeah i believe in like levels of like indiv- like i believe in like freedom of speech absolutely i believe in like education yes you know yeah. like secularism oh absolutely big time liberal
1: uh, no and yeah I, I i consider myself sort of close to being like a civil libertarian like the government can't search your property without a warrant Hell yeah so yeah i'm super into all that and also another thing for me like i love this country i love it i love history i'm not always there's a lot of times i'm not proud of it but um
0: like we said last or last time history isn't black and white but like there's a lot of gray in it there's good parts and, of that and- bad
1: and when you love a country, you'll, you, you'll do a lot of research on its history. And I'm telling you, I, I could name you every single president America's ever had in order. And that's not through purposely trying to memorize it, but through slowly learning the history about it, you just start to learn and, and. Uh, 'cause I care about this country and and you can't advocate for change if mm-hmm. if you don't know the history of how it's begun, and I think there's a lot of people who do want to forget about the history and just talk about the here and now right like, and that's wrong,
0: yeah, or like they will bring up the history, but then also just ignore the historical context where it's just like, yes, you're right, but this isn't existing anymore, right, like change is fundamental within like the American system and it's also fundamental within the American ideal in a way now we may have different ideas for like what change happens and like how it does um some change is good some change is bad and to an extent like the system of government kind of is really good for that in a way right because it provides like systems of like checks and balances and it can make sure that like a very dangerous popular idea that like let's say like gets like fifty two percent of the country, like can't necessarily be changed that easily. Um unfortunately that it's a double edged sword, it goes both ways. But if your idea is good, it's going to continue to get better. Like unironically, the marketplace of ideas does somewhat exist.
1: That, yeah, it does that
0: ideas When they're they get their day in the sun, but then they die out very quickly. Good ideas seem to be very perversive, and while it seems to be like a very slow burn, do eventually emerge on top and become like the common conscience.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the reasons people on the left sort of just want to forget and reject the founding fathers is because, like, right-winger people on the right just love the Founding Fathers. They love to tie their ideology to what the Founding Fathers believed, and that there's sort of this inference, like, the Founding Fathers were small government libertarians, and that they fought for what we're fighting for today, which is lower taxation, lower government regulation, and they had this revolutionary war against this monarchy that just wanted to regulate and tax and we fought and we revolutionized and we fought for small government and um that version of history is what turns republicans onto the founding fathers and what mm-hmm. turns people on the left off when i feel like that history isn't really true and as we discussed um before going live that it was a fight for democracy and it was a fight against having a rule of a king and queen and a parliament who you don't have representation in. Mm-hmm. It was a fight to have representation and have people vote. And then we decide um, how we want to live. Yeah. And even if you look at the Whiskey Rebellion in the early um, 1790s, when George Washington was president, so our very first president, a taxed whiskey. And so there was a rebellion. That's why they call it the Whiskey Rebellion. They taxed Whiskey, people rebelled, and the government sent a bunch of soldiers out to crush the rebellion. So (laughs) it was just our right to crush our own rebellions Hmm. rather than a foreign power controlling us having the right to crush our rebellion. so i mean you have to look at it from a democracy standpoint not that they fought for lower taxation and 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 small government
0: they fought for the creation of a state like exactly that's yeah and i feel like kind of like one thing that like i i think like so um there's like this idea called like cultural like hegemony that um Was like coined by um an Italian like Marxist called uh, Antonio Gramsci who was thrown in jail from like in Benito Mussolini, and so he wrote this like a book called like the Prison Diaries, and like one of the like the focus of um his like idea was just like how is it that the fascists came in, how is it that Mussolini became so popular so quickly. He appealed and like the answer he came up to he appealed to old institutions he appealed to the church he appealed to uh italy as it used to be like a lot of like roman influence that like italians were like always proud of they were the nation of the romans they were great people they conquered europe the italians are descendants of those romans they are the true descendants of those romans this is how like mussolini became really popular among the people he spoke to like a time of old and like of like a, tr- a traditional past and institutions
1: and that's exactly what adolf hitler did and that's what... speaking about the holy roman empire and charlemagne yep and how it europe was all ruled by the germans or as he saw it yeah and which like really
0: isn't th- while like this while they like use this in like very disgusting ways you can also do the use appeal to institutions in a very positive way as well so for instance uh-huh. we are the nation of the founding fa- so while like the right today is monopoly has a monopoly over the founding fathers the left can do the same thing we can absolutely do a sense of democracy we can appeal to thomas Paine, and his like common sense we can appeal to um property rights of like john locke we can Actually, like, yeah, we can appeal to like Thomas Jefferson and uh, George Washington being like deists and stuff like that, and how they like truly felt about like religion and whatnot. Like, yeah, it's it's all there, but like n- it's not monopolized on, or and uh, it, the the opportunity isn't taken, and instead it, we just sh- shoo it away. And so while everyone has an idea of who George Washington is, Thomas Jefferson is one side invokes them while the other side rejects them
1: yeah and i think there's a story here about a time when america was ruled by a power and a monarchy that had the world's best navy and they seemed to be able to just go everywhere and dominate everyone and there seems to be a story here about a time when people stood up and said no we're gonna you know we're gonna fight for certain values and and we're going to take a risk because it's worth it to to create a nation that serves our ideals. So I don't know. There's a historical lesson here that we can take with us today. And of course, no, we're. Uh, I would never talk about like a revolution where we just get an army together because like that's not realistic in today's day and age. But it just shows how... Um, how when you're right about something and you have a good idea about something like you were talking about the marketplace of ideas Mm -hmm. when they came up with this idea that we were going to have a democracy with no king or queen i mean that idea caught fire and it spread and it caused a huge movement and so i think that's just a lesson that people on the left need to take in rather than um, reject Mm
0: -hmm. and like invoke patriotism Patriotism is a very good thing. It is like something that's very good. It is the it is nationalism's good brother. Um, both can look very similar to one another, but nationalism usually comes across as a very destructive sense that like excludes everyone else. Meanwhile, patriotism is taking your values and just putting them to a test in a way. So, like my favorite example of like the patriotism nationalism divide is always brexit for nationalism of how um the british people being the british people feeling that they were superior to the rest of the european union really didn't like being under the control of everyone else so what did they do they ran on brexit have britain be britain again Have the united kingdom be the united kingdom again and they left and that caused a lot of fallout and also technically it's probably still too early to say it but probably still probably wasn't the best choice and then alternatively for patriotism i love angela merkel when she was accepting refugees into germany um she like a lot of people really hated that and because the far right in germany around that time was very prominent and was like very vocal i should say and so they're like, "How dare you let these people in? They're not German born." And she like pretty much shut them up by saying, "We can take these people in, and we can take in a lot more people. You know why? Because we're Germany, and we can do this."
1: Yeah, exactly. So right, patriotism. Yeah, patriotism um isn't as um. It's not as it's hate. To be afraid um, of. Yeah, it's um it's more just teaching about how you should be proud of your country mm-hmm. rather than teaching you, you sh- your country's better than everyone else. You know, I I th- I think that's the difference.
0: Yeah. Like I'm an American. Being an American's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um and I don't like it when America does bad things or is less to an extent. Yeah, I do want American exceptionalism when it comes to like stuff like healthcare. I I want America to be like number one.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. I don't want homeless. Exactly. People, I don't want homeless it, people it, in
0: America because this is God. This is America. This is the land of the free. This is the land of opportunity. I right. Don't want people if, to be it, homeless by choice.
1: Right. If we weren't the best country, then I'd say you know we 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 probably can't do that healthcare thing. We probably can't do mm-hmm. much for homeless. We we're, we're not that good of a country. Yeah when you actually believe like you are the best country then it's like there's no excuse not no, to, to lead the way on, on these things while
0: other people don't if, if like the matter is a choice then we should make sure that we live like we live in america where that truly is mm-hmm. the choice
1: right and like obviously not to go down that whole rabbit hole of how it's actually saving money for society and yeah but um yeah okay but, uh yeah so is there anything more you wanted to add here
0: no like unironically america is pretty cool and i'm proud to be in yeah I- I'm-, I'm glad and, and... that america existed oh gosh we can also talk about how like the america like we can go on like for instance how like the american style of government has been like copied in like the old europe how it's been copied and through like hundreds of states and, across right
1: the and and all these states create have constitutions now that that designate rights to you
0: and executives like uh, yeah that like and a separation, the head of, head powers head. separation and, of powers and powers and
1: like the stuff. senate has to confirm this and, yeah. yeah no it's true yep. and yeah they did have the parliamentary system beforehand but, but um like
0: the power of it like the, the exact like just having like the executive be elected was made right
1: Right. There was no monarchy attached to our our Congress. Yeah.
0: The idea that like we have had rags to riches story or like we're like you had like common folk literally scale like come up like we can think of like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who was a bartender right before like she was elected to Congress. Um, we can even like bring up how Joe Biden like, yeah, he was from a pretty middle class family and whatnot. His father was like a union worker was like blue collar union worker.
1: Yeah, in Amer- America, you know, you just gotta point out like rap music, yeah. um um, radio. We put the first guy on the moon. Yep. Um, we developed electricity and light bulbs and infrastructure in a way we were lighting up, like, entire cities.
0: Cultural integration as well. Like, uh, the fact that, like, we were like, we're literally welcoming to, like, so many different immigrants and so many different, like... Melting the, the pot, and that, those are the yeah, people. Yeah, the fact that there is, which is why it's so disgusting. Nikola Randy Tesla
1: immigrant. immigrated, or you know. Steve yeah.
0: Jobs was a Syrian immigrant. <laughs> or, was like, uh, was he really? A, was a son of Syrian immigrants, yes. Yeah. It's so um, disgusting whenever I see like so many like people who say they're pro-American but anti-immigrant. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Also,
1: it's like saying, so what country is the country that you're pro? That is, you know, because yeah. the second you name any other any other body of people who's ever lived has sucked mm-hmm. is is the general feeling like I get from people. So i just can't take that like if you say okay america sucks america sucks okay so then what country do you propose and you can't tell me none because then oh okay so
0: (laughs) what country sucks the least
1: well yeah you can't have a best yeah if if they all just suck so i mean i don't know what is the best country and then we can pick apart that country yep
0: and like I'm sure, like you hate America like a lot of people hate America so much because they're so familiar with it. Like there is a reason why, like a lot of refugee or like a lot, like the people who love America the most, or well, what well, the, the types of people are, technically like refugees and immigrants. Like there is hundred percent, there is 100%, 100%. Something to be said there.
1: Hundred percent,
0: and like none of this is that none of this segment is saying that like America is perfect, but like. The fact that I had to like say that should really like really be telling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We can and we can talk about the foreign policy monstrosity have, like, and like, the healthcare monstrosity. The
0: fact is, like most of like most of like most shows and most stuff out there like are, are like are doing that, and we do that too. Like we we've we're, we've already done this. Yeah. And, like, God forbid, like we have a pro America segment, that's good.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. It's it's a more positive message um when you're patriotic. Yeah. And I think in the end it would appeal to more people. And I think the left should adopt and we should try and steal the flag and we should be the ones waving the American flag Hell around. Yeah. Every single rally. And yeah, then absolutely. now when and now when some, you know, some small government libertarian person wants to take their flag out, maybe they'd be afraid. Oh, no, that they'll think I'm, I'm a, a radical leftist. will think I'm a democratic socialist. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like there is like a reason, like, again, right? Like, while I do agree with like flag burning and like it should absolutely be allowed. Like we should also be allowed. Mm-hmm. Like, while that does send a powerful message, it also sends a powerful message. Everything in optics yeah. is a two way sword. When you burn yeah. the American flag, you are appealing to your group of people who already agree with you. When you're yep. waving the American flag, you know what you're doing? You're making people think, I like the American flag. I like America. Yep. Yep. Maybe they have something to say here.
1: And the right loves talking about how you know, Obama just hates America. We need to have a president. You Honestly, know what? Even I... if he's no different. Just as long as he likes America, that, that would be just a huge step up. If I, was, step up. <laughs> if I
0: was Obama, I would have, like, come to, like, every single press conference. I would have showed up to, like, my Fox News interviews dressed in a red, white, and blue suit. Yeah, yeah. With, like, a little Uncle Sam's hat on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like that would that so. be like, a, so, you say I hate America, huh? Doesn't look like I uh hate America too much to you, now it does in, it?
1: In- and try and turn it around like oh you want to send american troops to a foreign country mm-hmm. you're against the troops you're against america yeah like you know
0: yeah like uh, it's also true like the support our troops it's like well okay why why are there so many issues like that are among the troops like what why, why are there we so need many, to take like, back and veterans? also the why is the gi bill field like or like not where it, There is
1: the sentiment out there that the people serving in the military are complicit in America's war crimes and blah, blah, blah. When the reality of it is that you're 18 when you join and people need a GI bill to pay for their education. And these are people who are just going out there trying to do what they think is good and trying to protect American interests and trying to just have a career and have a pathway towards being successful. And you can't take that desire of people and now give them the responsibility of being complicit in everything that the United States does foreign policy wise. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Did I cut out there?
0: No, no, you're good. Yeah
1: and um yeah and I think there's just too many people like we need to start we need to take over the support the troops mantra yeah. and we need to pin it on what it really is because that's not even truly how it goes what it really is is the people who want to send the troops somewhere for reasons that end up not being true to begin with that those are the people who just use the troops as pawns for their own gain and Yeah, those are the ones who are against the troops. And, like, we need to take that back. We need to take a lot of this verbiage back. We are the patriots. They are the traitors. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. Like, if you believe in American ideals, you side with us. If you love this country, you side with us. Because we're the ones who are fighting. Immigration. We're the ones who are fighting to keep it better. To make it better. To keep it great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, Adam. We are making it. Absolutely. But, uh, okay, I think um, I think that'll do it for another episode of Butting Heads, unless, Adam, you just had one more point you want to make.
0: Oh, I mean, besides uh, hit that like button, subscribe, share the video, I think I'm good.
1: All right, people. Thank you for watching. Enjoy your holiday.